got a Shaila yesterday. Someone asked me if they're allowed to take Advil gel caps. And the, the, the explanation was, even though there is Advil available, they said, uh, the question was, can I use Advil liquid gel capsules? Kosher problem, they're supposed to be more effective. Apparently, they're more effective than regular Advil. Apparently, it's a person who has uh, headache problems. So, one of the, in general, the status of gel caps. So I thought that would be a good time in a halacha topic. Whether one is allowed to take gel cap medication comes up all the time. Um, in order to understand whether it's permissible to take gel cap medication, it's, also, it's first important to understand what the issue with gelatin in general is. Gelatin comes from non-kosher animals, and usually from the bones of the non-kosher animals or from the skin of the non-kosher animals. Usually, when I say it comes from non-kosher animals, it's because usually they're not uh, taking animals that were shechted properly, so it's at the very least nevela, or sometimes even behemoth tomato, they'll use just a min that's non-kosher, you know, pig or whatever. So, uh, so gelatin comes from non-kosher animals, so on the surface it would seem that gelatin is also to eat, and therefore that, uh, that would be the end of the story. However, um, in a very, very uh, well-written article, Rabbi Chaim Jachter from, uh, from TABC points out that there are five major issues involved in discussing just the status of gelatin in the first place, and then we could plug it in and figure out how uh, that may relate when it comes to medication. So in terms of gelatin in the first place, you may be aware that the Rabbanut in Israel allows for, for gelatin. They paskin that gelatin is kosher. And in America, every respectable kosher organization paskins that gelatin is usher, that uh, will not allow gelatin products in, in America. And that's because Ravaran Cutler wrote a tshuva many, many years ago when it was still being debated, and that tshuva was sort of like the final word in the kosher industry. It was like this very thorough, exhaustive, long, and convincing tshuva that uh, the gelatin is usher, and that sort of became the widely accepted opinion in the kashrus industry. But what exactly are the issues? So the Rambam, based on a medrash, Nilchus Machal Sasuras Parag Dalit Halach Yurches, the Rambam writes, Ha'ochal Minevelu Trefo Mi Behema Vachayat Meim Mina Or Umina Atzamos Umina Gidim Umina Karnayim Umina Tapayim Umina Tsipanayim Shal Of Mimikomos Shebitspeis Misham Adam Kshiyachtachu etc. He says. That if a person eats the bones, the fingernails, the horns, different parts of an animal that are generally not royal achila, so there it's usher to do, but one does not get malchus for it because this is not something that's royal achila. So it sounds, according to the Rambam, that we're dealing with something that's usher midirabanan. You're going to say that it's usher to do, but you're not going to get malchus. Why would you get malchus if it's uh, usher to do? Sounds like the Rambam is saying that it's usher midirabanan. Ravon Cutler and Mishra Sravi Aaron uh, tries to show that the Yisr is actually in Yisr Daraisa, because even though even though we say that bones are not included in the Yisr Nevela, but it could be still a separate Yisr that the Gemara Bukhara stuff Heim Base talks about, that let's say milk from a non-kosher animal is Asr because that which comes from a non-kosher animal is also non-kosher, so the bones that are, are, aren't uh, fit to be eaten, aren't Royal Achila so then there would be no Yisr uh, no Yisr Daraisa because it's Achila Shalokadarech, but if they're made fit to be eaten, they're made as gelatin, where it's fit to be eaten, so so then maybe it could be usher even on a darais level, even according to the Rambam. That's what Ravar and Kalar argues. But the Pasha says the Rambam says that these parts of the animal are only usher On the other hand, Tosvos in Mesech Savadzar Dav Samach and the Rush in the fifth paragraph of Mesech Savadzar say that when discussing 
honey, apparently it used to be when they would have bee honey, the legs of bees would be stuck in the honey. They didn't know how to filter out the legs of the bees. And everyone would eat that honey. And all the Rishonim asked the question, how are you allowed to eat honey that has the legs of bees? Isn't that a violation of eating something not kosher? You're not allowed to eat a bee. So to the Baliatosis right that no, it's Afrobialma. That since it's just the legs of the bees, it's Afrobialma. And the way the Akronim understand that shita is that since it's not basar, it's just bones or something, it's not considered to be real basar, and therefore it's considered to be uh, to be mutter. So it seems that the Baliatosos hold that it's not Asamidra Banan, that it is Heter Gamur. Rav Yecheskel Abramsky has a tshuva in the beginning of uh, Tzitz Eliezer, Rav Waldenberg's tshuva on gelatin, and Rav uh, Chaim Meizer and Achiezer Chel Gimel, Simon Laman Gimel Osei, tried to show that really maybe the Rambam and the Baliatosos agree with each other. Maybe there's a difference between soft bones and hard bones. Maybe soft bones are Asr Midrabanan and hard bones are, uh, are Heter Gamur. Now, it happens to be that it's totally academic because nowadays all the available uh, um, gelatin that we have is from softer bones. It's not from the harder bones. So whichever way you would go, if you're going to say like that, it would still be Asr Midrabanan according to the, uh, to the Shitas Harambam at least and maybe even according to the Shitas Harashan Tosos if you say that they agree that softer bones are Asr Midrabanan. So that is one consideration. Just are bones even a problem? So let's assume like the Rambam that bones themselves are a problem. And the second thing we have to discuss is that gelatin is not, it doesn't look like a bone. It's totally changed its form. So many, may, maybe one could argue that panam chadashos that once it's changed its form entirely, it's a brand new entity. It's no longer a bone of an unkosher animal. Now it's gelatin, and therefore now it's going to be kosher. And that's the shita that uh, the rush quotes in Mesechus Brachas, in the sixth paragraph of Mesechus Brachas, Simulam Ches, from Rabbeinu Yona, that uh, when he talks about musk, he says that it could be that it's uh, that since it's a panam chadashos, it's a, we look at what it is now, and it's totally different than it used to be. And in fact, many posts come are based on this. Rabbi Meizer in that tshuva, Ravad Yosef and uh, Rav Waldenberg as well uh, apply this to gelatin as well, and they say that since it changed from its original form of bones and skin to being gelatin, it's mutter. However, Rabbi Cheskel Abramsky didn't think that that, that Rabbeinu Yona applies over here, and uh, he says that gelatin is the same product that existed in the bones beforehand, it's just that you used various chemicals in order to isolate those materials that you want to extract from the bones. But it's not that you have a panam chadashas that the whole item has been changed. You've just broken it down further to get what you need out of it. So that's the second issue when it comes to gelatin. third issue when it comes to gelatin is that in the process of making the gelatin, when we learned Yerodeh by Rabbi Ginnak, this is the one that he emphasized the most, is that when the process of making the gelatin, it becomes inedible at some point, and then they bring it back to make it edible. So there's a point in the process where it becomes inedible. The Gemara Masech of Zara tells us, learns from a Pasuk, that Nevela Ru'il Ager is Kari Nevela. Nevela Shein Ru'il Ager Reina Kari Nevela, which means that if something is not fit for human consumption, it's kosher. It's not, no longer considered to be something not kosher. So if gelatin had a point where in the production of it, it became not Roy Lachila, 
that makes it kosher. It's not like by Pesach. By Pesach, in order for something not to be chametz, it has to be not roi lachilas kelev, that a dog wouldn't eat, eat it. But when it comes to kashrus, all you need is that a, a, a human being wouldn't eat it, that a person wouldn't eat it. The Ramah in Yerodea, Simon Pezayin, quotes from a Shibale Aleket, that uh, sometimes they'll take the stomach lining of an animal and they'll salt it and dry it and it will be like something that has no taste whatsoever and then they'll fill it with milk and that's mutter because it's just uh, eats bialma. It's just like a piece of wood and it doesn't have, it doesn't have any status of, uh, of meat at all. So the shach in uh, Yerodea, Simon Kuf Yodal, it's of Katnach says that, the, the, that, that that's why people used to have what's called karkom that was uh, produced by uh, non-Jews because again there was a point where it was dried up and it lost its status entirely so there are those that are makel and say that since the gelatin becomes totally inedible even though later on it becomes edible again that's enough that's all you need and that's what the Nodibuda writes in Yerodea Simen Chavav and that's what uh, Pizchi Tshuva in Yerodea Simen Ayin Zayin Siv Katan Chav in the name of the Tshuva Tiferes Tzvi that Pizchi Tshuva talks about that red ants that were dried and then used to color drinks to give like you know those those uh, cherries on the uh, you know that don't really look so naturally red so apparently they used to use some type of red bug I think they still do to uh, to make that that color that's why it's a, you have to be careful with the cautious issues so he's making based on that based on the idea that it was dried out and made inedible and as long as it was made inedible at some point that may be a reason to be making on the other hand the primagadim in Yerdeh Simen Pezayin and the Chassam Sofer in Yerdeh Simen Pe'alif are machmir on that issue as well, that once it's brought back to become edible again, then, uh, then it's a problem. So what do we assume la halacha? So B'chaim in that same Tshuva Nachiezer, of Tzvi Pesach Frank, and Tzvi in Yerdeh Sinpei Gimel, are mekel, Rav Aaron Cutler is machmir, and Rav Meisha thinks it's a suffix. Rav Meisha writes in Negus Moshe Yerdeh, Chelek Aleph, Simen Lamed Zayin, and Chelek Bey, Simen Chab Zayin, that it's a suffix, and therefore we should be machmir. It's a suffix Yisr, so we should be machmir mi suffix. A fourth issue that, uh, that, that Rav Aaron Cutler suggests comes up with gelatin. He says that gelatin should be similar to yeast. Yeast is not fit for human consumption. A person can't eat yeast. It's disgusting to eat yeast. But it's used to make another food better. It's used to make a dough rise and a dough fluffier and tastier. So the Chavzdas in Yerdea, Simon Kuf Gimel, Os Aleph in the Biurim, says that even though it's inedible, it's still going to be awesome because it makes another food better. So Ryan Cutler says, and isn't that what gelatin is then? Even if it's inedible, it's enhancing another food, and then therefore it's going to be in a Sadaraisa. And then a fifth point that Ryan Cutler makes when it comes to gelatin is that there's a concept called achshave, that even if a person uh, has a food that's not roi lachila and therefore should be kosher, but if you eat it and you show that you consider it to be a food, that itself gives it back the status of a food, and therefore it goes back to its non-kosher status. So Chaim Meizer of Sibes of Frank saying, no, achshave is if you eat the item itself. Actually, if you eat the food itself, but if it's in a tarovis, it's in a mixture with other things, and you would never eat the gelatin itself, but it makes your marshmallows taste delicious, it makes your Lucky Charms taste uh, delicious. 
right? That they're not kosher because they have marshmallows with gelatin. I assume that's the reason. So they, if it makes your, uh, if it makes something else taste delicious, so then it's uh, we we would not apply achshavay because you're not being machshiv that food on on its own, and uh, that's that's why the uh, that would explain the honey story again with the baleatosos, the honey with the legs in it. Why don't we say the fact that you're eating that honey? I don't care that the legs are are not roy lachila because they're bones or whatever. No, but you're achshavay. You're eating it, and by the fact that you're eating it, doesn't that make that it doesn't that mean that it's actually that it's a problem? So the, according to this, you understand very well that no, it's not that you're machshiv the the legs. You just don't have the wherewithal or the ability to remove the legs from the from the honey. But it's part of a taroves, and you're not willing to throw out the whole taroves just because of it. Ravaran Cutler thinks that even in a taroves, it's considered achshave. He says the bees' legs are different because the bees' legs weren't purposely put into the honey. They were just unfortunately left there. Whereas when you put gelatin into a product, you're purposely putting it into the product as one of the ingredients to enhance it. So he says that's still considered achshave, that you're considering it something that's ra'il achila. So as I mentioned before, in America, our minig is that we don't, uh, we don't need gelatin. Now, given that, how does that apply to medicine with a gel cap? Assuming that, like, like we do assume, that gel, like Ravar and Cutler, that gelatin is generally uh, usher. Now, it should be noted, if you make gelatin out of kosher animals that were shafted properly, that's fine, that's kosher. So you can make kosher gelatin, and there is a company that actually makes kosher gelatin, it's just way more expensive, I would imagine, because you've got to get kosher animals that have been shechted properly, but it is, uh, it is, it is a fish gelatin also, you could do, but it is, uh, if, if you have kosher fish, but it is, it, it is possible to, to do. Um, now, the, when it comes to medicine, the advantage that you may have, you may have a couple of advantages, one of them is that most posts can assume that achshave doesn't mean anything when it comes to medicine, that when you're taking medicine, that's not achshave, that you're considering it like a food, and therefore, even though it's not really lachila, we treat it like a food. No, you're taking it as a medication. You're not taking it like a food, and therefore, as long as it's not really lachila, you should be allowed to take it as a medicine. That's what Maisha writes in Nugus Moshe Arachaim Chalibes Simin Sadibes Chaznish Arachaim Sim Kufta Zayin Sivchas Tzitzel Yezer in a number of places. Rav Vadi Yosef in Yichavdas Chalibes Simin Samach Rav Shlomo Zalman in Chashlomo Simin Yezayin. That's what all the uh, the poskim seem to assume that we don't consider taking medicine to be achshave. So gel caps are tasteless, and they're, you're only taking them because they're medicine. You're not taking them because they're a delicious food. So it would seem that that would be a major sniff lakula. Also, um, not only is the issue of achshave not, not a concern, um, a lot of times that uh, the, the Rav Henkin writes in Edus Yisrael that, uh, that, that what, what you rely on is that during the, the production of the gelatin, um, it's uh, the the, the uh, well. He writes exactly that point that it's not achshave that it's going to become um, that that it's going to become uh, become something that's not really lachila and therefore you don't have to worry about the the achshave. Uh, Rav Shechter said that he that that Rav Salvechik told him that he thought it's mutter to uh, to take a tablet that's covered with gelatin that's a gel cap that it's 100 percent mutter and Rav Shechter said that uh, that it's you don't even need to be that sick it could just be a mechush bialma a headache is also a good enough reason. Um, that's that's fine as well. However, considering that it's a machlokas in the poskim uh, about gelatin in general, even though there are these sniff and lakula, it would seem that it is uh, it is required 
uh, or at least it's advisable that if there is another medication that works just as well, that one should uh, should not buy the gel cap medication, buy the other medication. Let's say you're somewhere on Shabbos and you have you open up the medicine cap for some reason, all they all there is, is gel caps, and you have. Uh, 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 some sort of illness for which you're allowed to take medicine on Shabbos or whatever, the stores are closed and it's a weeknight and you have a headache and the only thing in the medicine cabinet is a gel cap so if Shachler says the name of Salvechik that that would be, uh, be mutter um, now Rav Shlomo Zalman and Milcha Shlomo uh, raises the possibility that if you have only a slight ache that you're not allowed to take even a tasteless non-kosher medicine but still you could argue that the gel cap would be mutter even according to that even if you're only not allowed to take a, something that doesn't ta- that has no taste and you only have a mechosh bialma still you could argue that it's a sfex fake with the gel caps because maybe um, e- e- even someone who has a slight pain is allowed to take a non-kosher medicine and even if you hold that you're not allowed to Rav Moshe ha- held that you have to treat gelatin as a suffix kisser remember Rav Aaron Cutler held it's a vade so Rav Moshe held it's only a suffix kisser so the sfex feka you might be able to take it anyway when you have minor minor pain so again meikradin gel cap medication is motor if you have another option so it's always better to go with the other option <laughs>